the book of Exodus, but we kind of wrapped it up last week, and chronologically following Exodus is the book of Numbers, and what we covered in the book of Exodus was God saving his people, and we've been looking at this idea that we were created to be with God, and so what Exodus is about is God bringing his people back to him. And at this point in the story, God's brought his people to himself out of slavery. And, um, and as he's brought them out, he's been giving them instructions on what life with God would be like. And uh, this is kind of at the end of those instructions. He's been giving them instructions about worship, and they built, we looked at, uh, last time at this a portable tent of meeting for worship that God gave really detailed instructions about how to build. And so God has spared no detail in preparing these people for worship. And he, and at the end of his instructions, he uh, instructs Moses to tell the priests how to give a blessing to the people at the end of every worship service. And so I'm going to read it for us, and we'll just spend a little bit of time looking at it, and then you guys can go like bury your faces in books or something like that after we eat cake to celebrate our grads. Um, So this is from Numbers chapter 6. It says, The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, Thus you shall bless the people of Israel. You shall say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So shall they put my name upon the people of Israel, and I will bless them. I want us to look tonight at this idea of what a blessing is. What is a blessing? Or another word that people use for this is a benediction, uh, which means good word. And that's a good place to start. Um, A blessing is a good word. And in the Bible... A blessing is something that people would die to get. Like, people would literally, like, die so that they could receive a blessing. And a blessing is kind of like a prayer, but not. it's not a prayer because you're speaking it to someone. And it's kind of like a positive affirmation, but not exactly. It's a little bit like a prophecy, but not exactly. Uh, And so the best way I would say to define what a blessing is in the Bible is like good words with power. Um, And these words declare God's intention to bless his people. And they carry power to do that blessing, if that makes sense. It's a way of conveying delight in someone and to say, like, and I'm going to make it happen, too. Like, I'm going to be on your side. Um, and you might say, if you, you think about this idea of blessing, you might say, like, well, that sounds kind of primitive. Surely we've moved beyond this idea of blessing. And, uh, you know, we don't, still, that's, we don't do that anymore, do we? Um, but I would say to that, like, I remember mean things that people said to me 20 years ago pretty vividly. And I bet you do too, or maybe a shorter time span. Um, But words stick with us big time, I think. You know, whoever said, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me, was 
delirious, right? Of course, words are the worst. Like, they hurt the most. And we carry words with us, uh, whether they're good or bad, for a long, long time. Um, And, you know, some words can actually have life-giving power. You know, I can remember good things that people said to me that I still carry with me to this day. So, you know, the idea of a blessing is not primitive. Uh, it's really important, actually, and we all, what we all long for is someone to say a good word about us and mean it, right? Um, don't you just want someone, like, someone who has authority to, like, look at your life and be like, you're going to be okay? Like, don't you long for that? Or don't you long for someone to tell you, like, I take delight in you the way you are now? Um, Those kind of words have power. And if those words have power, imagine what a good word from God. Imagine the power that that might carry. Um, How life-changing might it be for the creator of the universe to look on you and say, you know, I delight in you. You are mine. I am with you, and I am for you. Um, So, as God instructs his people on how to worship, he says, I don't want any of our worship services to end without my priest saying these words of mine to my people on behalf of me. Uh, so that's, that's what a blessing is. And I want to just look at a couple uh, ideas about this blessing. And the first is that, can we just stop and say that it's amazing that God wants to bless us? God wants to bless you. God wants to bless them. Uh, the whole point of this passage is God wants to make sure that his people always know that he's for them. Uh, and that is totally, totally amazing considering what we know about these people that we've looked at this semester. Just to give you a little recap, if you haven't been here every week, um, after God rescues his people from slavery, what's the first thing they do? They complain because there's no water. And they're like, let's just go back to Egypt and God provides water for them and a little time goes by and there's, they run out of food and they say, did God just take us here to kill us? Like, let's go back to Egypt and God provides food for them. Uh, Moses goes up on the mountain to meet with God and receive instruction from God and 40 days go by and the people say, like, Moses, we don't know what's happened to him. Why don't we make a God out of gold? Let's make a golden calf and worship that. Um, so over and over again, um, God's people have been just like rebelling against him. Um, and there, you know, there's much more rebellion to come in this. Like if we were to keep reading, we'd read more and more about how these people cannot be faithful to God. Um, and so the point is this. God doesn't want to just bless like good little boys and girls. That would be what every other religion says. But the message of Exodus is like, these people are me. I am not a good little boy or girl, and God wants to bless me for some reason. Um, And the longer you live with the notion that you're a good little boy or a good little girl, uh, God will seem far from you. And you will not experience his blessing. Uh, Who God wants to bless is like recovering rebels and outcasts. 
Uh, he wants to bless those who have made a mess of their lives and want to be fixed. Um, he wants to bless people whose hearts are all screwed up like ours are. Um, and he wants to do it. And we talked a little this semester about how he wants to do it because he wants to be with us forever. Uh, the way he wants our lives to be the way he created them to be, the way they're supposed to be. Uh, so main point number one, God wants to bless his people bad. And we see it here. Um, second main point, the ultimate blessing is to have the Lord's smile. Um, you know, it says here, the Lord make his face to shine upon you. The Lord lift up his countenance. That's his face. Uh, upon you. Uh, that's what the blessing is really all about. It's to look directly into the face of God and not see like a frown or arms crossed or like a finger wagging at you. Uh, which is what I tend to see a lot of the time, I think. That's what I tend to envision a lot of the time. Uh, what do you, when you think about God and how God must look at you, what do you tend to see? What do you tend to think God's opinion of you must be? I think for most of us, it's probably like this, like, come on. Sitting back, hesitant to approach. Um, And if you don't have the Lord's smile, you will look for it everywhere else in life. Uh, If you don't know that you have the Lord's smile, then you will try to find it in friendships, uh, and you will ruin your friendships because friendships were not meant to be that ultimate smile. Uh, you'll find, you'll look for it in romantic relationships. Same thing. No romantic relationship was meant to carry the burden of like being someone's everything. Uh, you know, you will look for it in, uh, at UConn in the grading system here. You will look at it from. You will look for the smile from a boss at work or, you know, someone who manages your finances or, you know, there's a zillion other places that we look for that ultimate smile, that ultimate smile of blessing. Um, And the problem is that all those places are not secure places to find it. You know, you could have the best romantic relationship in the world, but that that is not a permanent thing. And so trying to find that ultimate smile in a person or in a thing or in an accomplishment, you will never find it, and your life will be totally insecure always. Um, and you know, when we do that, what happens is we become fake because we're trying to get the smile all the time, or we become anxious because we feel like the smile is turning into a frown, and we'll do anything to stop it, right? Or we become way too busy because that's what you do to satisfy some people or some situations. Uh, we do things we swore we would never do before because we want, we're, what we're going after is that ultimate blessing, that ultimate smile, um, and this is why God, when, if, when God in his relationship with you, will allow, he will allow your life to go completely off track and horribly if at the end of it, what you realize is, oh, I need to have the ultimate smile of God. Uh, for God to bless, because he wants to bless you, he will allow everything to fall apart if it means in the end, you can say, you know, like we sang, all I have is Christ. And that is a good thing. Um, 
There's also a weight that comes with the Lord's smile. If you were here a couple weeks ago, we looked at this account where Moses like encountered God in a very real way. And one of the things God, like Moses was like, show me your glory. And God says, like, well, no one can look upon my face and live. And so I will allow, I'll pass before you, but I'm going to kind of like hide you because if you see my face, you'll die uh, because of my holiness and all my goodness. Like you can't handle uh, seeing that. And so uh, that brings us to my last point about blessing for tonight. Um, And that's this. And we see in this passage that the Lord's blessing on you and me must come by virtue of someone else. Uh, In this passage, the instruction is that a priest, you know, a priest is a mediator between God and man, right? A connection to God. And so a priest, he puts the name of the Lord on the people of Israel. Uh, you can't just put it on yourself, in other words. Like at the end of this time of worship, uh, God instructs his priests to put the name of the Lord on the people in the form of a blessing. Um, and another thing that would happen before this is that, you know, what happens in worship at this time in the Bible? Uh, sacrifices, right? So this would have been after the sacrifices. Uh, and so there would have been a tension for Moses here because, like, Moses knows you can't look on the face of God and live. And so and God's saying, like, the Lord make his face to shine upon you. And so Moses wouldn't know exactly what sense to make of it, but he would know, like, it must have something to do with the sacrifices. It must have something to do with the priest uh, preparing himself to give the blessing to God's people. Um, and where that culminates, and we, every week we've seen this, it culminates in Jesus, right? Jesus is the ultimate priest and the ultimate sacrifice. Jesus is the only one that can truly bestow the blessing of God on us. Um, because the work that, what he does on the cross is he secures the blessing. Um, and the reason Jesus has to secure it is because we we've already talked about this. We don't deserve it. We're like the people in Exodus that try to cut and run at every step along the way. Um, what, do God's, what do we actually deserve? We deserve the, the opposite of blessing is cursing, right? Uh, we deserve to be cursed by God. And I don't talk about hell much in RUF. Uh, a lot of times I have uh, one-on-one conversations with, uh, with several of you. I can actually remember talking about hell and we talk about whether I believe in it and I do and I think the Bible teaches that hell is real and we talk about the image and if you read the Bible and when it talks about hell, it's always fire imagery, right? Like it's, there's a lot of imagery about fire and um, you know, I've talked with some of you about, like, is that real? Will there actually be a fire? And, I, you know, my gut is, I don't really know. I kind of don't think so. But what I do know is that what makes hell, hell, is that it'll be a place with the absence of blessing. There will be no blessing in hell. There will only be cursing. 
And I think that the best way to describe what a life like that would feel like is burning. And the gospel, though, is this. The good news is this, that on the cross, Jesus felt that burn as he died in our place. Uh, He endured that fire so that God's people could come and receive the true blessing that only he deserved. Um, And so that God's people could carry the name of the Lord with them forever. Um, On the cross, Jesus who had never seen anything but a smile from his father. On that, in that one moment, he does, the smile is withdrawn. And he's, instead of being smiled upon, he's ignored on the cross. And he's ignored so that we could be brought in. He's ignored so that we could be accepted. Um, the blessing that you and I long for the one that we were made, that we want more than anything else, can only be found at the cross. There is no other place to find the blessing that you and I ultimately long for. And the result, if you have it, uh, verse 26, peace. That's a Hebrew word that I'm sure all of you have heard before, right? Shalom. And shalom... Is, it doesn't mean peace in the way we use peace. What shalom means is absolute and uh, utter fulfillment of your deepest desires. When the Bible talks about peace, that's what it's talking about. Uh, that's what God longs to give you. And it's only found on the cross. What will happen to you if you get it? What do you do if you have it? You know, if if we can say, this is for me. Like, I am these people, and I believe that. Like, this blessing is for me. And there's two things that, if you have it, that you should do with it. And the first is to give it. Um, If you have this, like, if you know that you have this smile, that will, like, set off an explosion in you that will enable you to love people that are hard to love. Uh, that will set off an explosion in you that will just seek to bless people because you've been blessed. You know, I don't think we do enough of just telling people nice things about them that we like. But if you have this, you will become a person who does that more. And we need to do that. Like part of loving each other is to bless each other. And so if you have, if this is our story, then what it means is that we should become people who bless others in all kinds of ways. Um, the other thing, if you have this, that you need to do is seek more of it. Um, you can go deeper into this. Like You can never plumb the depths of the salvation found in Jesus. You know, if you, The more you explore it, the better it gets. And so this isn't meant to be this one time, like, you know, I got it, I'm good to go. Like, we need to come back here again and again. That's why God, you know, the blessing is meant for every time his people worship. Uh, It's meant to, you know, we're meant to come back to it and say, oh yeah, I have the smile. It's mine. He is mine. And I know it because he's telling me. Um, 
So I'm going to close in prayer and uh, we're going to sing one last song and then I'm actually going to give this benediction to you all. So uh, let's pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, we uh, look for your smile in the faces of all kinds of people that cannot give it. We look for your smile in accomplishments uh, that were never meant to give any kind of smile to us. Uh, We pray that you would make us people uh, that look again and again at the cross and say, I have him. He is mine. Uh, I cannot lose him. And I pray that that would uh, set off a reaction in our hearts that makes us people who love uh, and bless instead of curse. Uh, I pray uh, for these guys as they uh, wrap up us long semester that you would give them endurance uh, to finish well. I pray that they would find uh, that their life and their value can only come from you. It can only come from Christ. Uh, I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.